Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in gorgeous Seattle. I always mention the weather so that you'll look outside unless it's pitch black out there because we have people that listen to us from around the world. So it could be a different season, could be a different time of day, could be a different day. And uh, I just want you to get grounded a little bit. I want you to get in your bodies, kind of feel the moment, whatever your moment is for you. And today, Seattle is really pretty. That's right. And coming up, you can get into the moment even further because it's fall back, right? Oh, that's so right. This, yeah. On Sunday, we mm-hmm. have to fall back, right? So everybody gets an hour of sleep, an yes. extra hour of sleep. Can't wait for it. Oh, he can't wait. <laughs> He cannot wait. It's actually that more is... for my boys, not me. <laughs> they need their little beauty sleep. They're adorable. So before we um, have a wonderful time speaking with our guest who will be on the show shortly, I wanted to talk about a little bit about the presidential election because okay. it's kind of crazy. I mean, obviously, right? Yeah, beyond crazy, <laughs> right? right? And and I can feel the tension and the stress of... It's building. It's building, right? A lot of people are freaked out and uh, understandably. And I think it's just important for us to remember that when anything is happening in the world, and obviously this is a global situation because whoever becomes the president of the U.S. is going to affect international relationships as well. Um, but whoever, whatever's happening in our life, whether it's something global like a presidential election or it's something personal that's happening in our own life, maybe something to do with our love life or our relationship with friends or children or our work environment or our own body, that this is really the universe talking to us. It's, there's something wants to shift and change. And especially when it's creating a lot of tension, something needs to evolve. And obviously, Americans are having a really hard time allowing feminine energy into the world significantly. We, we just are. It's unfortunate. But it's unfortunate. It's true. Yeah. And the funny thing about it is, Miss Clinton, Mrs. Clinton, actually. Miss. Yeah. Whoa. Is there something we don't know? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, she's not even a super feminine woman. Uh-uh. She's got really strong masculine energy. And then we have mm-hmm. the, the fear of whatever is going to happen to the dominated white male energy, you know, totally off on one section, you know, Mr. Trump, you know, really I was going to say, he's more feminine than she <laughs> Really? Well, some of his hand gestures are. Have you seen his hair lately? But, but his actions and his yes. choice of how to be yes, in the yes, world yes. is is our unhealthy aspect of male energy. Mm-hmm. And so what we're needing to do is to bring more feminine energy in, into the planet. And obviously we're having a lot of resistance on it. We don't even have a, a very feminine person approaching, you know, something like the presidency. So just keep that in mind when you're reading the polls or you're contemplating your vote or you're worried about what's going to happen if if whoever wins the election based on what you're worried about. It's just remember, something's wanting to change and emerge into the earth realm and its feminine energy. And clearly it's having a hard time. But guess what? It's going to happen where they're you know, something goes awry in this election or not, it's going to happen. And so our job is to just be welcoming of that energy. Welcome go with the flow. The f- 
go with the flow. Welcome the feminine energy and welcome the process of how it's occurring. Just imagine if we had more of a moderate Republican running instead of Donald Trump. I don't think even Mrs. Clinton would have an opportunity to be a president. So I think having this extreme masculine energy is actually helping feminine energy to kind of flow, if you will, into this divine plan that we're all a part of. So bless the the situation as it's unfolding. Bless the energies that actually know more about the thinking of Americans than the majority of America. Like, I didn't even realize how differently we think in our country, um, especially living in the Northwest where everything seems to be more relaxed in our belief system. I had no idea that people held such prejudice, you know, thought processes so deeply still mm-hmm. and not just towards you know people of color or of different cultures but even of women i had really some of the truer no colors idea. are shining through even more bright exactly and that's actually really powerful mm-hmm. that's good information uh-huh. for uh-huh. us to uh-huh. know that that wow we have a whole lot of re-educating to do or learning to do and then we're not all in the same space and um and it's just kind of a lovely dance so i'm hoping that you hold that in your thoughts as you hopefully take deep breaths and not hold your breath all the way through Tuesday. And we don't even know for sure if everything will be decided by Tuesday. We're not sure exactly what's going to happen. Right. I think just the biggest point is just to get out there and uh, and vote. You know, show, Absolutely. show your... Whoever you, know, you vote for. Who, exactly. Yeah, no, just, that's that's my point. Yeah. You know, if you if you want the changes to happen, if you don't want them to happen, then let's let's make it happen. Let's you have, you're make given, it You're happen. given that right. Okay. <laughs> done and done. Let's make it happen. Yeah, we're very excited. Um, so we're just wishing everyone a wonderful day and yep. a weekend. And don't let this stress you out. And just know that something energetically phenomenal is happening. And however it turns out, it's going to be positive for us all eventually. So just relax. Have fun. Go in that booth. Pick whatever thing you want to pick. And enjoy yourself. So today, I, I haven't interviewed someone in a really long time. Of course, I was traveling for about a month, which was really fun, by the way. I keep thinking of London. I really enjoyed London. I'm trying to figure out how I can spend a couple months a year in London. I think that would be a blast. Um, but today is one of those glorious days where I get to interview someone who I believe is on the leading edge of thought, um, bringing another voice, another perception, new information, or information that maybe you just needed more information about to the show. And so today we are interviewing Dr. Lee Hollander Rubin, who is a Chinese physician, so Chinese medicine acupuncturist physician, who used to live in Seattle and has had a lot of experience speaking and teaching and doing research and having her own private practice in acupuncture. Um, So she graduated with her master's degree from Bastyr University in 2001, her doctrine from the Oregon College of Oriental Medicine in 2009, and postdoctoral research fellowship in 2012 with a special interest in fertility and vitro in vitro fertilization, which is really cool. She managed an acupuncture program for more than five years at an IVF clinic in Kirkland, Washington. Oh, right by me. Um, Dr. Lee is also a clinical researcher and has published several research papers looking at acupuncture and Chinese medicine, how it impacts IVF and birth outcomes, which is really fascinating. I can't wait to talk about that. Recognizing pain during intercourse is a barrier to fertility. So working on that beautiful aspect. She's also currently investigating the feasibility of acupuncture and lidocaine as a treatment for female sexual pain syndrome, which we'll talk about. Um, And Dr. Lee has been interviewed on King TV, CBS Radio, CBS Radio Grow, Cook, Heal podcast, Ying Yang podcast, featured in Portland Monthly, Seattle Metropolitan, and Vancouver, B.C.'s Georgia Strait. She teaches the doctoral and fertility module in Adjust adjacent research facility in OCOM. Welcome to the show. 
Dr. Rubin, it's lovely it's to nice have to you. you. I know, it's so <laughs> lovely. And do you want me to call you Dr. Lee or Dr. Rubin? Or Dr. Lee. Lee. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> no, you can just say Lee. And I mean, Lee. Okay. All it. right. All right. So obviously you are madly in love with Chinese medicine. This is correct. <laughs> yeah. And this is what we're looking for whenever anyone's looking for a practitioner or some, some aspect of life where we need help. You want to find someone who is in love with what they're doing, which, of course, I'm going to call you Dr. Lee, which Dr. <laughs> Lee is massively in love with it. Um, it, it occupies your mind a, a lot. Wouldn't you agree? I would. I would say I spend a, a very large portion of my time um, thinking about how Chinese medicine can um, work with imbalances in the human um, and just help to support people in their, their wellness and, and health goals. Right. And so truly you can treat any aspect of health on any age group and any, you know, gender of, of person. Exactly. Right. Because exactly. um, you're obviously a doctor of Chinese medicine. But you happen to have also a great love for reproductive medicine for women. I do. And men. Let's and men. Them. Ooh, yeah. That, they're important. <laughs> I actually yes. hadn't really thought about that. I mean, I, I one of the reasons why I love acupuncture so much, because to me it's a form of energy medicine, right? Which mm-hmm. it is, right? I mean, moving, working on the acupressure points and all these beautiful meridian lines is phenomenal just to get things working. But I hadn't really thought about how that would be important for male reproductive health. Yeah, I mean, it takes two sex cells to make a baby. So yeah. if you have great eggs and bad sperm, then of course you're going to have a barrier to conception and then delivering a healthy baby. So, you know, when I meet with people for the first time, I'm asking not only about the woman, but I'm also asking about the guy partner if they're, you know, if it's done a same-sex couple or another um, scenario. So I'm definitely asking about sperm quality. Have they had a sperm analysis? Do we know? Um, Have they ever impregnated someone before? These are all important questions that we can better understand if we need to also direct treatment toward them. Wow. Well, that's, I think that's fascinating because I think men in particular have a hard time talking about their sperm count and the performance of uh, their vestiferous. You know, they, they, right. they have a hard time with that whole process. And I think it probably would be more comfortable having that conversation at an acupuncturist Chinese medicine situation where, yes, there are needles involved, but maybe they, because they don't go deep in the body, that it's uh, a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, I think you, you're, you've nailed it. I mean, I think it's, it's harder or it's easier, I guess, for women to come in and seek help with Chinese medicine um, or just medicine in general, uh, whereas the men will be less likely to um, engage in that kind of treatment just because that's not something that is culturally accepted, for one thing. But I, but secondarily, as you were just saying, it is it does seem like they are more willing to come and just try Chinese herbs um, to help support their overall quality of sperm and how well they swim and what their shape is like to help um, support their wife as they're going through this process. Wow. You know, I'm not easily surprised, but I'm really surprised already with today's conversation. And and gratefully, like, what a great opportunity for men, even before perhaps they they and their partners just, or partner decide to have a, a child, to go in and have a checkup and, and even just you know, using herbs and remedies to make sure that the sperm health is really wonderful. Well, it makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if we want to have healthy children, we want to have healthy parents mm-hmm. so that not just getting pregnant is the goal, but having a healthy baby and a healthy mom afterwards so that mm-hmm. she can then 
breastfeed. And part of that process does rely also on quality of the sperm and the male health. There's a lot of um, research that's coming out now looking at what's the male factor role in um, miscarriage and that we're learning quite a bit, but I mean, it's definitely outside of my realm of, of research expertise, so I, sh- I don't really want to quote any well. statistics, but I do know that there are relationships with male um, male quality sperm and um, miscarriage. Well, actually, I hadn't really thought about miscarriage, but I do think male sperm plays a huge role in our reproductive issues, you know, partially because women's eggs are created before they're born, you know, so we already Mm -hmm. have our eggs. Men are creating sperm sperm all the time, and the environment, I think, plays a role or the the choices that they're making and the quality of their sperm, whereas, you know, ours are already cooked, so to speak, you know. <laughs> Our, yeah. Ours have already been, you know, in the kilt, and they're all done and ready for, you know, uh, germination or whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, I, I think that has a lot to do with it, and, and I think it's fascinating because we're always looking to women and, and having health, and I think it's great that women are looking at their bodies. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have a child that is married and uh, thinking about creating their family, you know, an extension of their family. And I know she's thinking about what she's putting in her body right now and exercise and vitamins and hydration. And she's looking ahead. And I think that's really fantastic. And I think men need to be able to do the very same thing. Right. And you basically everything you're talking about is under this umbrella of called preconception care. It's about preparing your bodies, both of your bodies, the male and the female, to um, get pregnant and have healthy babies. Wow, I, I love that. I, I love that we're thinking that way so that our children get a great start in their immunity. And then we have parents who are really healthy as they begin a, a big job of raising children. So I, I, that's amazing. So Chinese medicine, it's a, a whole system of medicine, you know, traditional Chinese medicine, um, where it considers the patient the whole clinical picture as well as their needs and preferences. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so you're looking at the whole thing. So if someone comes in into you and saying, you know, I have irregular menstrual cycles and I'm c- concerned about my reproductive health, you're not just going to look at their ovaries. Right. Well, I'm not going to look at their ovaries at all because I don't have <laughs> that kind of skill set or, and or licensure. But the point is, is that, you know, you're really thinking about what does this person, what can they really do? So what are their needs? What are their preferences about care? Can they come to acupuncture? Because acupuncture is going to be really helpful in regulating menstrual cycles or your periods. Um, and then also, what kinds of things can we do to help support them in their lifestyle and their diet? And if herbs are appropriate, that maybe we add those in as well. But we kind of do it in a way where it can be all integrated um, in a reasonable fashion. I, I try not to like throw 100 things at a person on the first visit. I don't even like to throw more than three things at a person on the first visit because I think it can get really overwhelming very quickly, especially when we're told, oh my gosh, everything I touch could harm my fertility. <laughs> and, and right. you know, the water I'm drinking my, you know, well, the container it's I'm drinking important. my water out of. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So we just kind of do this, I dose it ultimately wow. in a way where it's more acceptable and um and integratable, like it's something you can really do. And I call that more patient-centered care, and, and um, there is a whole uh, a body of medicine called patient-centered medicine, but um, I think Chinese medicine was very patient-centered to begin with, and mm-hmm. um, we really do try to take into account how is the patient sitting before me today? How did they get here? What are the causes of their um, disorders and or um, 
uh, imbalances and then treat them to help bring everything back into a a proper working order. Mm -hmm. I think that's lovely that you do your best to not bombard people because I I know that when I learned that the plastic bottles that I was drinking out of wasn't good for my reproductive organs, I had already had children by then, Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I mean, it it instantly clicked with me and I'm like, oh my gosh, of course it's not good for me. Of course. And I was like stunned for several days because I had to reorganize and re- evaluate how I was hydrating myself. Uh, it was exactly. it was a big deal. You know, it was a it big deal. It happens to everybody. It happened to me. I mean, <laughs> I, I did the same thing. I'm like, oh, right, I'm drinking out of this this soft plastic bottle from Costco or wherever. Right. And, um, and I need to not do that. Now I have my little glass that I carry with me everywhere. I got it right beside me right now. Oh, I know. Right now we have all these different containers that we don't have to throw away that we just, yes. you know, that we can just put in our dishwashers and or whatnot and reuse them, which is healthier for the environment and healthier exactly. for us as well. So uh, even though you said you can't really look at ovaries, you know, just because you don't have the equipment there, let's say, but... What I love about Chinese medicine, and we know that you're very skilled at this, we know this, mm-hmm. is the pulses. Because they give right. you like this this picture, because, you know, that's a big part of Chinese medicine training is to feel, and I, I mean, I have not studied Chinese medicine, but I've had acupuncture many times, is, is to feel the pulses, their thickness, mm-hmm. their speed, their thinness, and I'm sure many other characteristics that I know nothing about. And it literally gives you a picture of the anatomy and physiology that's going on in the body. Exactly, and we take that, um, this process of palpating the pulses on the wrist, in addition to, you know, what the patient tells me, we track their cycle, they tell me a little bit about how many days they bleed, and we go into great detail, I'm a big fan of paint tips to clarify um, things, (laughs) and then I also ask about digestion and sleep, and um, all of the review of, of important systems in the body and then from that, that's how we get a sense of how effective are, are the ovaries right now? Are they working at their top level? Are they optimized ultimately? And then from that, that's how we come up with a, a diagnosis within the Chinese medicine system. We also look at the tongue mm. in addition to taking the pulses and doing that complete interview. Um, and, then, uh, and then we come up with a diagnosis and then a treatment plan. And then I treat according to how that person presents, you know, I think what's really interesting is that, you know, you hear this, like, say, diagnosis of endometriosis, which is a painful um, disorder where um, parts of the uterine lining end up outside of the uterus and implant onto the tissues, and it could be anywhere. It could be on the ovaries, it could be on the bowels, it could be anywhere. And for some people, they'll have a lot of those little lesions and not have any pain. Mm. And then other people will only have like one or two lesions and they'll have tons of pain. Mm. And so what's beautiful about Chinese medicine is that I can change my treatment to address the differences in how it's manifesting for each individual as opposed to saying, oh, you both get Lupron. Which is not to say Lupron is not a good treatment because for some people it can be. But for others, they they need a, a, a shift to sort of stop pain for one person, and then we need to stop the growth and proliferation of these lesions in the other person. And we change our treatment based on that, which I find so infinitely fascinating. So at the beginning, you said, I love Chinese medicine, and this is why. Because it's so dynamic. Like, it can really take into consideration these very different pictures. 
But what I love about what you just explained to all of us is is what we're all beginning to learn. I mean, obviously not you, but we're all beginning to, <laughs> well, true, you know, as a nation of people is that medicine is not one size fits all, that we mm-hmm. are physiologically, emotionally, anatomically different. And we are. We are. And, and so th- like your description was so great. Someone may have very few lesions, but have enormous pain. And someone may have a lot of lesions, have no pain. So the, obviously the way you would treat these people would be different because they're having a completely different experience. So uh, that's the other lovely thing about something like acupuncture where you're, you know, obviously using many aspects of diagnosis, but through the pulsing, you can tell how someone else is being affected by the disease process or whatever language that's dis-ease that's going on in the body. And and Mm -hmm. maybe it's somehow affecting their heart rate, which then you can you know, medicate them through herbs for that, which calms down their entire body and allows their central nervous system to relax and their adrenal glands, which then helps their hormones. You know, it's just right. this whole right. lovely layer. <laughs> it's like a sandwich. You know? It is. It's, it like, is. it's like those turkey sandwiches after Thanksgiving, which we're all going to have pretty soon, where we're putting a little bit of everything because we've got cranberry leftover and there's, you know, <laughs> some green beans. And, and that's what humans are like. We're this beautiful sandwich of deliciousness and we need wise people who can project that and understand it and find what in the sandwich needs to be supported. So right. so one of the things that's kind of cool, well, all of, I, I love obviously anything to do with holistic medicine, love acupuncture, is that it, it was originally known for the treatment of pain, acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it came to the, to the, to, you know, to the awareness. Cause one of the great things about ac- acupuncture, and I think um, possibly because there's tools involved like needles and other things that we're going to talk about, but medicine actually likes acupuncture, conventional medicine for the most part. I, I even remember this one time because they, they tend to be uncomfortable with a lot of, you know, non-traditional, well, I should uh-huh. say modern traditional because acupuncture is a traditional form of medicine, actually. Right. Um, you know, they seem to be somewhat uncomfortable, physicians are. Um, but I remember my youngest was seeing a sports medicine doctor because she was an avid soccer player playing select and varsity soccer. So she's like soccer all day long, pretty much, and all uh-huh. the weekend. And she was having these pains in her feet. And as it, as it turned out, she had some, uh, a few hairline fractures from kicking the ball so much, and oh. cysts. And the doctor said she could go ahead and have these cysts removed, but he felt they would just grow back. And he said she should go see an acupuncturist. I, I, mm-hmm. I about fell off my chair when he said that. I was grateful and thrilled, but I really didn't expect that he would recommend that as an alternative to her health issue. And so this is another reason why I love acupuncture, because physicians are comfortable with this wonderful, very old modality that has a huge history of success. And mm-hmm. then you get to work with doctors and even patients who are getting IVF. Right. So tell a little bit about that because you work in a fertility clinic, I believe, um, if I remember I correctly. Yeah. And, and so you work with patients who are currently getting IF or going to or, or whatnot. Right. So um, one of my early, I shouldn't say early, I was probably uh, I'd been in practice for a little over six years when I started the um, practice in um, Bellevue, Washington, and then uh, provided acupuncture on site at an in vitro fertilization clinic in Kirkland, Washington, mm. which is in your backyard, right. and <laughs> which I miss immensely. And <laughs> we um, miss you too. We miss you too. Uh, so, so, but here in Portland, there's another clinic that I'm now working with as an associate, and we provide um, acupuncture on the day that the embryos are placed back into the mother's womb. Wow! And part of the intention of that is to first 
help support implantation. So we want the embryo to implant into the womb and to con so she can conceive. Um, and that's really our ultimate goal with IVF anyway. And then the second thing is that, you know, sometimes that procedure can be a little crampy. So we, we want to reduce the, the amount and intensity of cramping. And then the third thing, which is like really, really exciting, is that this is a very exciting and stressful day to go um, to a clinic and Aww. to have the doctor place the embryos into her womb. It's very, it's very emotionally charged. And so to help sort of mitigate the stress of it is one of our important goals as well. And you should just see how everyone's so blissed out. It's wonderful. <laughs> in the um, surgery suite when the women add acupuncture and um, along, they also are taking um, a medication to help them to relax. So it really works nicely with them uh, synergistically with the uh, relaxation medication and the acupuncture. Because um, I've, I've been working in this paradigm for a really long time and watching women who have acupuncture alone versus, and this is just my own observation, not... I don't have any research on I think on this, it's accurate. I think it's very accurate. Yeah, it's very synergistic to work, to put those two things together. Right, and, and even so, the stress of women who've had IVF and it hasn't worked, and mm -hmm. then they come to see you and you relax their system and get them all yeah. set up, and you were able to help um, a family member of ours be successful in um, ma maintaining a pregnancy, and, and we so appreciate that. So, oh, so, it was a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, so I think these are really important things where we're getting the real aspect of traditional medicine, something like mm -hmm. acupuncture, and then we're also weaving in modern medicine and allowing these very necessary parts of, especially in, in sometimes when women are, tr are working hard to have a baby and their body isn't working like maybe it was when they were 20, and mm -hmm. women are delaying pregnancy more and more these days so that they oh, can yeah. have their mm -hmm. careers and, and whatever else they want. Or maybe they're just not sure. You know, women have fuller lives than even, you know, 50 years ago, much fuller lives. They travel. They're a lot more active. They, they don't have to marry. Nobody has to marry anyway if they don't want to. We have enough children on the planet. So, mm -hmm. you know, all these decisions sometimes aren't really finalized until later where we're in more of the what we consider stressful times of, you know, childbearing opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm having the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Lee. We're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Dr. Lee maintains a private practice in Portland, Oregon at the Portland Acupuncture Studio and continues her collaborative work with IVF as an acupuncture associate at Oregon Reproductive Medicine. We'll be right back. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question, and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. This is Namdi Asamoa. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. 
I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better. And kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. Having trouble picking up the Alternative Talk 1150 signal? Well, whether you live in Portugal or Puyallup, Tasmania or Tacoma, India or Issaquah, you can get Alternative Talk 1150 programming streamed live on your computer via our website, 1150kknw.com. It's true. Just visit 1150kknw.com and click on the Listen Live button. Make sure you have an audio player installed that will play streaming MP3 audio such as Winamp, iTunes, or current versions of Real Player or Windows Player. Visit our website for more details. Remember, that's a 1150kknw.com. On Friday, Vance and Mitchell welcome Vincent Parr, who advises us on the benefits of rational thinking. Nice to see the left brain getting some work. On Saturday, Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, returns with more evidence of eternity. What more do you need? In hour number two, Mance and Mitchell present a special series called Chime In about people making a difference. Bringing you fascinating talks since 2007. We are Mance and Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in gorgeous Seattle, and I'm having the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Lee, a Chinese medicine acupuncturist who now has her practice in Portland, Oregon, but is from the state of Washington, although, you know, we're kind of all the same, right? I mean, it looks the same pretty much, um, you know, <laughs> feels the same Walks pretty like much. Walks like a duck, quacks <laughs> like a duck. <laughs> it's got to be a duck. Swims like right? a duck, I mean, especially with all the rain we're getting. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll be in Portland actually next week because I'll yeah. be doing a segment on AM Northwest on the 9th, which is the day after the election. Ooh. So we'll talk a little bit about energy and uh, as we did at the top of the show here. You might have a little bit to chat with that day. Yeah, it'll be an you interesting might. conversation. <laughs> I'm awesome. looking. I'm looking forward to it. So Dr. Lee, along with helping... Um, people become pregnant and helping even the male sperm to be healthy for, of course, this activity of pregnancy. Um, You also work with clients who have a lot of pain during intercourse. Right. That's right. It can be a huge barrier to conceiving. I mean, if you can't have sex because it's so painful, and this happens in like 13% of women in their lifetime, they will experience pain with intercourse that will prevent them from being able to have it comfortably. But if you can't have it, then you can't conceive and then you can't build your family as you have dreamt, you know, about. So this is a, a an area where I have found that um, sort of, it's not even sort of, acupuncture was very helpful in reducing the pain so that women could get pregnant in my private practice in Bellevue, Washington. And then when I came down to Portland to pursue more of a research-oriented um, uh, uh, tract and, and developing that part of my career, um, it became pretty obvious, wow, I should really look into this because 
um, there is a there there. And so I, I did a pilot study. Um, it's almost done now where we're looking at acupuncture and lidocaine as a treatment for this condition called vulvodynia. Wow. Yeah, I think that's it's fascinating. I hadn't heard about it until I'd read some of your research, and um, it's fascinating. It's just absolutely fascinating. Have you noticed, because I know emotional aspects play a lot in our health and well-being, and Chinese medicine addresses this um, yeah. very importantly. So have you noticed with this pain, with you know, intercourse, have you noticed some emotional component that um, is prevalent in that population? Well, sure. I mean, I think, you know, as with fertility, um, stress, the stress of the condition can then be compounded by anticipating um, the pain, for example, with vulvodynia, if one anticipates pain, then one becomes more, um, the muscles become tighter um, and, and it engages the nervous system in such a way where it's going to be, you know, more easily fired. Um, so with, the, with something like vulvodynia, which is a chronic pain syndrome, you know, the brain changes shape and it accommodates this, what it perceives is going to be a painful um, stimulus, even though it's supposed to be feathery and soft and pleasurable, and then it perceives it as, you know, burning and fiery and very uncomfortable. And what we found in some of the, I'm going kind of in a different direction, but um, what we found in some of the basic science research on acupuncture is that it helps to return the brain shape, the neuroplasticity of the brain, back to a normal shape, one that then perceives pain um, appropriately, so that when you are, you know, you know, hit in a wrong way or something like that, that that would be perceived as painful, but soft, pleasurable touch would therefore be considered and felt in that same way as soft and pleasurable. Wow, that's fascinating. It makes so much sense because the brain has really everything to do with everything, right? And right, we, right. It's something we just don't know enough about, but we're all fascinated. Every aspect of medicine is completely fascinated with the brain and how our thoughts and perceptions can change just about anything that's going on with us. That's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. I find that amazing. So there's aspects of Chinese medicine that I actually haven't done before that I recall, like the burning of an herb near an acupuncture point. Mm-hmm. So, that's moxibustion. Yeah. Yeah. So do you actually I love that. <laughs> do do you light the needle or you just hold the smoke of an herb near it? I, I'm I'm not really sure. This is such a good question. So there's a bunch of different ways that you can do this, and we're all taught how to do this in our master's program. So like at Bastier, I was taught how to do this, and that is, you can use a raw herb that's been prepared, and you tr- and you know you you form it into like a little cone, or you can make it into a little ball, and then you can place that on top of a needle, and you use other um, equipment to prevent someone from being burned, of course, and you can warm an acupuncture needle, which has the intention of engaging um, so many other um, uh, processes that help, you know, stop pain, help to support digestion. Um, There's a lot of things we don't fully understand about moxibustion, but there's um, some great research that shows that it increases blood flow, it helps engage the immunity, and... um, so one way that we do it is we can warm a needle. Another way is to use a charcoal version of the of the herb, and you warm, you, you light it. It's like a big moxa stick, ultimately. I'm sorry, a big, um, uh, uh, I can't even think of the word right now, um, incense stick. Yes. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like you light that, and you hold it above an acupuncture point to warm the skin, and it smells really nice. And... Then the other way is you actually put some cream on the skin and you 
um, make a cone and you burn it directly on the skin, but you don't burn someone. You pull it off before it would burn the skin. And one of the ways I love to use this is for um, very often women are very cold on their abdomen, Mm -hmm. and that indicates that blood flow is decreased in that area. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways to help engage and improve the blood flow is to do warm, direct treatment onto the lower abdomen. And one way we do that is with moxibustion. And I would do that in my practice. And you um, put, the, again, the cream down, and then you place the, the cone on, and then you light it, and then you remove it as it starts to feel warm. Oh, that just sounds lovely. It's like, I, I want to go do that right now after the show. I can't wait. Um, it is I, pretty delicious. No, I it really just sounds it <laughs> amazing. And then cupping. You know, I know it's deep tissue massage of some sort, and I know that one of our Olympians, Phelps, he mm-hmm. had it, it you know, because people were wondering, what are all these weird marks on him during, you know, the competition? But he had had that treatment. So if you could explain that, um, I would appreciate that. Sure. Cupping is a procedure where you use a glass or a plastic cup and um, you create a suction somehow. You can either do that with like a pump. They sometimes have the ones that connect to a pump. Or you can um, do something called fire cupping where you create a vacuum by heating the inside of the cup and then placing it on the skin. And then what it does is it sucks the, you know, the top layers of skin and muscle into the cup. And if you think about it, that's one of the ways to kind of like encourage the muscle layer to relax. So Mm. you you pull it up and then release it. One of my Mm. favorite things to do is when someone's getting a cold, there's another way you can use cupping is to help someone sort of vent a pathogen, as we would say in Chinese medicine. So if you're feverish and you're feeling really hot, you could use cupping to help you bring blood to the surface so it vents the heat. This is all the terminology that we would use. And so I would just like cup, put cups on someone's back, take them off, put them on again, take them off. So it's sort of encouraging that blood flow to come to the surface and vent the heat so you can break the fever. Oh, I just love it. it, So let me just piggyback on that. I know this last summer, of course, we had the Summer Olympics, uh, and Michael Phelps had all those. Yeah, and so for people that don't understand, that's exactly what it was, and that's what he had all over his body during his uh, trials and so forth, like that, or actually during the heats. Yeah, um, so that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And and so is it used to relax? Well, maybe Mm -hmm. his muscles were really tired, you know, because I'm sure he was, you know, exerting a lot of energy preparing for the Olympics, and then you have to be at top peak performance. Right, and your muscles need to be loose, and if they're tight or knotted, cupping is a really great treatment to help, again, pull that muscle layer up. So it's like you're pinching it, so it'll then, once you release it, it it relaxes it. It allows it to break that spasm. So does it hurt cupping? Because, you know, I think that's what we think of when we see what looks like bruising, you know, on the body. Is it a painful experience? It shouldn't be painful. I Mm -hmm. mean, of of course, if someone was cupping you who wasn't, you know, well-trained could hurt you. Mm -hmm. Um, You wouldn't want to cup yourself without learning how to do it properly. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have it done regularly, and if you, you can adjust the tension so it's not painful. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Well, Dr. Lee, we have completely enjoyed our time with you today. You you explained things so wonderfully, and I just love your voice, especially on the radio. I think it's soothing and calm and very inviting. So just thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing a small part of your world with us this morning. And, of course, if people have um, need to reach you, what's the best way for someone to reach you? Oh, a great way to reach me is uh, through my website at pdxaccustudio.com. 
And thank you again, Marie. It was just a pleasure talking with you. You know how much I love this stuff. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I know you have to run off and go see patients now. So we I wish do, you yes. a beautiful day. And thank you again for coming on the show. It was just thank fantastic. You. Thank have you. Have an awesome day. Thank you, you too. And we're going to take another break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We'll be right back. Marie Manucheri, RN and renowned energy healer, provides accessible instruction for helping you tune in to your health at a deeper level in her first book, Intuitive Self-Healing. Offering a compendium of illuminating case studies and practical self-care techniques, Marie invites you to learn more about the chakras, energetic preventative care, and tools for accessing intuition. Intuitive Self-Healing is available at Amazon.com and Energy and intuitive.com have you ever felt like you are meant for something more the truth is you are life is not to be endured it is to be lived live your life fully and with purpose join me holly holmquist day minister spiritual mentor and the host of open conversations sundays at 3 p.m if you want to live your authentic life let me and my fascinating guests inspire you Join Open Conversations Sundays from 3 to 4 on KKNW Alternative Talk 1150. That's Sundays at 3 p.m. Join the conversation. Open your ears. Open your heart. Open your mind. Alternative Talk Cherry Show. We are live here in very pretty, beautiful Seattle, but I think I'm going to have to break a bunch of leaves today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I would do it now or tomorrow because <laughs> it's just going to cloud and rain up is on it the really? weekend. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because your you're doing the weather, so you yeah, know what's I happening. Yeah, I kind of know a little bit about it. Yep. Yeah, I love it. Okay, today's my day. I'll <laughs> today, be out there. Well, today have, and tomorrow. Oh, and tomorrow. Yeah, okay. you'll be okay tomorrow. Too. Okay, tomorrow. All right. Well, I uh, I had already done it a few weeks ago, and then the wind came yeah. and it rained leaves. It looks beautiful. At least you're staying on top of it. Most oh, yeah. people just kind of let it all go down there. Well, you know, we the neighborhood likes to look nice. We got a little bit of, of HOA, so you know, I'm like, <laughs> okay, I want to make sure my yard looks good. <laughs> Don't want to get in any trouble. So uh, I'm going to be taking your calls for the rest of the show. We've got about 15 minutes mm-hmm. left, and we have a caller. Who do we have? Yeah, and first, uh, it's eight seven seven eight two five eight eight. Is the number 877-825-8828. And patiently waiting, we've had Jenna on from Mill Creek. Thank you, Jenna, so much for holding. What's your question? Hi, Marie. Um, Hi. This is the first time I've ever called into any Aww. radio show, so I'm a little nervous and jittery. Oh, well, yeah. you're a virgin. You know, what, what can we <laughs> yeah, say? You're a virgin to the radio show or to calling in anyway. And thank you so much for doing it. I think it is a courageous thing. It, it well, really... my son is having a snack. He's two, so I, I lost, you know, he has a snack. And a train show on, so hopefully we don't get interrupted. <laughs> Sweet. Um, <laughs> um, so my question revolves around um, fatigue and possibly my thyroid. Mm-hmm. I developed kind of an obscure thyroid disease. They didn't know what else was going on. So when I was um, 14, mm-hmm. now I'm 31, mm-hmm. and I take so much medication, and I've also tried naturopathic medicine, mm-hmm. working out, eating better, mm-hmm. all the things, and I just still wake up with no motivation and energy. And... Um, I'm just discouraged because I have a two-year-old, and the main time I can get stuff done is if I wake up before him, and it just sets our day better. But I'm like, I'm so so tired, and 
you know, I just keep taking more thyroid and medicine. I'm like, I feel like that isn't the root cause. Of, mm-hmm. But again, I just don't know. I've tried, I, you know, I try to do like think about it all the time. And I'm like, I just don't know what well, that's to do to part of, better. Part of the problem, and thank you for calling and thank you for sharing your story. And I'm sorry you're tired. We want you to, you know, feel exuberant and rested, um, especially when you're chasing a toddler. You know, it's a lot of work, as Benny knows. Um, how old are your boys now, Benny? They'll be six in January. Six. So. It wasn't too Ooh. long ago yeah. that those boys started <laughs> running around. And and there's nothing like chasing after a toddler because it's like a full-time job. Oh, yeah. I mean, it truly is. One goes one way, one goes the other way. <laughs> yeah. It's not predictable. You yeah, know? I'm not I predictable. Thought, oh, sleep at the same time every day and through the night. I mean, I have these ideas that are not there. <laughs> so so here's what I'm going to recommend that you do um is I want you to stop thinking about this. You you it's you're you're the type of person who once a problem has been shown to you, you put all your energy into resolving it. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. you're not someone who just sits back and goes, "Well, it'll all just be, get figured out." You're like, "No, you're you've got that type A personality. You want to take care of business, you want to be responsible about it and make sure that you've crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. That's how you are." And and I want you to unlearn that because I think you're over-focused on the issues that began, you know, 15 years ago, have taken up your energy and you have over-focused on it. And one thing to realize is we live in a vibrational universe. We do. That means everything inside of you is vibrating a frequency, kind of like a piano. When we push the keys on the piano, there's a frequency or vibration that makes a melody, right? Mm-hmm. Well, your organs and your anatomy and physiology are doing the same thing. And what's pushing that vibration for a lot of people is their mind and their thoughts. So when you are stuck on something that you're thinking about and you can't get off of it, you keep pushing that button of my vibration is that I'm tired. My vibration is that my thyroid's low. My vibration is that there's something wrong with me. That's mm-hmm. what you're doing. And I know this is going to be hard for you, but, but I want you to remind yourself that you have already looked under every rock you know, because of the type of person you are, you haven't idly sat back and just gone, oh, well, this will go away nilly willy, which is actually going to work for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so that's what I'm going to recommend you, d- you do. And notice as I bring this up, you lower your energy even further because it's disappointing. You know, <laughs> you're, you're expecting someone to say, hey, take this herb, you'll be fine. And, and what I want to say to you is your vibrational body is if there is something that you need to do, that something that you can go out in the world and purchase or get a prescription for or whatever, that will really, really work for you. The clarity for it and the path for it will only happen in calm energy, not in the space of a low vibration because everything we want is in high frequency. And when you are hitting the keys to your vibrational pattern that are in low vibration, you can't see here or see the path to what needs to happen. I do have a sneaky suspicion, though, that it will be less medicine and more joyful frequency. So you're going to have to train yourself to stop thinking about this. You're going to have to refocus your energy over and over and over again to positive energy and not, oh my gosh, I've got this thing going on. I don't know how to solve it. And it's driving me crazy. You have to stop beating that drum, literally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like my brain is like a problem factory. It's like, you know, staying home and not working. I was a CPA. (laughs) Can you imagine that, right? (laughs) So it's like, okay, I'm trying to solve problems because, you know, I'm not using my mind. So I I think I obsess about the health or my health even, you know, and I know it's it's time to change. So Right. It's time to change. The great thing is that you do have this ability to work out things. You know, we're going to value that and appreciate it and go, yay, you can go in there. And if you needed to have information from a team of medical doctors, you'd be able to take it in, sort it, 
organize it and make a good choice. I think that's fantastic. But I actually think that that's not your issue. I think your issue is to learn to unplug and be aligned in your divine genius. So everyone has this really high vibrational frequency within themselves, their higher self there. Some people call it their um, expanded consciousness, their soul, their God aspect, whatever you want to call it. You have a beautiful one. You have tons of stunning energy. But you keep putting it on pause or on hold as you go back to a lower vibrational way to figure things out that hasn't worked for you. So just tell yourself, well, this hasn't worked for me. I I know how to do this. That's great. I need to train myself a new technique. And you are teaching your son all kinds of beautiful things. So let mom go to school at the same time. Your son will help keep your energy elevated and just go learn something new. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, and get your energy up about it. Get excited about it. You know, I, I think what will be fun for you, I think one of the things you're looking for is freedom because your mind is trapped in this loop of negative thinking. And so mm-hmm. imagine for a, a couple minutes, multiple times a day, that you've already discovered the freedom that your body requires and that everything's fine. I want you to start paving the way. That's how powerful we are. We're powerful creatures. And so don't think for a moment that it's that what you need is an outsourced or uh, something that can be only find outside of you. Everything you need for this is actually inside of you. And I can actually see your thyroid gland taking in lots of energy right now and your lower back, your root chakra, and your crown. So please work on having your energy up on this. Don't be disappointed by it, please. You already know what disappointment energy feels like. Go get happy. Oh, wow. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I, you, you, it's like a, you know, like... I'm in my head. I'm like, okay, don't think, don't think. What do I need to do now? Just be, be yeah. present. I, I, you know. I, I like to think in the in the areas of my life where I have a tendency to be more negative in my thought process. I like to tell myself, focus, focus, focus on what you want, focus on what makes you happy. Don't focus on the problem. So you're just going to be learning a new t- technique, and your soul has been wanting you to learn this for 15 years. That's when this originally happened. So let's go ahead and let your soul teach you what it already knows. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day, and thank you so much for calling in. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. I like snack time. You like snack Big time? Big fan of snack time. <laughs> I have snacks with my boys. They get snacks. I'm going to join them. I think you should. Oh, I, I like so, so did you get rid of all the Halloween candy? Uh, <laughs> it's funny because uh, we did a little bit at home before, of course, we did oh, our own really? trick or treat. Yeah, exactly. So then once we were out on the streets, of course, all the stuff that I had to leave behind, <laughs> yeah. it's still at the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's totally fine. We're totally good. Uh, yeah. Well, I ate some of mine. You know, I, I, I know we <laughs> I have I should rinse them over if you need some. No, I need no more. Well, I thought I was running out. I, cu- I bought this, like, organic candy, and I yeah. couldn't find two packages of it. And the trick-or-treaters were really in great numbers. And so I panicked. Ran to the store, bought too much candy, came home, found the organic candy, uh, <laughs> and then I was stuck with a whole bunch of stuff, but it, it's okay. I've eaten most of it it's now. It's probably a blessing in disguise, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me, who's on the phone now? All right. We'll take Cheryl calling in from Auburn. Hello, Cheryl. Hi. Hi, Cheryl. Um, How are you? Hi. I'm okay. I'm really nervous because I have to either call and accept an interview or decline an interview today. Well, well and, why can't you just go do the interview? Does it mean you have to take the job? Well, it's it's in my present. It's a promotion, yeah. and if if I decline it, I feel stuck. And if I accept it, I have a lot more driving to do, and um, a lot of oh. other things that I can probably do. But it's just freaking me out a little. Bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. First of all, let's peel this down a little bit. If you do the interview, do you have to agree to the job? No. No. Exactly. So let's do the interview and find out how you feel during the interview. First thing first. Okay? 
Okay. All right. So, so let, let's be clear again. Doing the interview does not mean you have to take the job. So let's hear what the job has to say. Let's hear what kind of money they're going to give you. Let's hear if you get excited about it. That's what I'm recommending. And then give yourself a few days to fill it out and decide if that's what you want to do or not. Uh, my overall thinking is that you don't really want to do either job anymore. You're like done with this company or at least what it's providing you with right now. But we don't know that th- what this new job might have a few oh, exciting aspects that make you go, hmm, I could do this a little bit longer while I figure out what else I want to do. You know what I mean? That is true. Yeah. That's all correct. Because you want to do something else. You're, 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 you're bored. That's why I'm, I'm kind of excited about whatever this is. I don't want you in the car driving more. Although I do remember a client of mine who had to drive quite a long distance for her job, but she was only working part-time. So maybe that's something you could ask about. Could, could I work, you know, three 10-hour shifts? or can You know what I mean? That could be part of, think about for a second, how much do you want to work? How much time do you want off? Do you need some more freedom? They're going to give you a little bit of money. If you can take an extra day off or something, you, you know, get excited about that, Okay. Because okay. I can tell you they really want you. Do they? Yeah, they really want you. I, I actually, I think I, I know that, which is part <laughs> of what's scaring me. <laughs> I know, but, but, you, but the funny part about all, this whole conversation is you are forgetting that you're in charge here. You can say yay or nay. And, and you're not going to get fired. They like you. So where you're working right now, they're not going to let go of you. And they're not going to get fired. If, they're not going to fire you if you don't take the promotion. So it's like you're not realizing how powerful you are right now. This, you're in a really good spot. So, so I'd love for you to start saying, what if I'm in a really good spot? Which is very different than what your brain has been telling you. That's why I tell people, don't listen to your mind. It's not telling you the truth. It's scaring the hell out of us. Don't listen to the brain. It's like a, a really bad you know, episode of The Bachelorette. It's just not a good reasoning system. So I want you, (laughs) seriously, I want you, when you get off the phone with me, I want you to keep telling yourself, what if I'm in a really good spot? And and allow that, that question, the curiosity that question evokes to start to change your vibrational energy because you're going to have a more successful interview where that person might go, yeah, we, we would be open to having you work a few days less or whatever, you know, even if it doesn't come up in the conversation today, which it could, if you have a future conversation or it might come up in the conversation today, but I want you to realize that you're in a really good place right now. Exciting. And if your energy is elevated because you're working a few days less and you're making more money, that's going to help you to get clear about what you really want to do. Yeah, I couldn't actually work less, but I could work differently. Well, you don't know that for sure. You don't know. You were thinking just a few moments ago that this was a really bad situation. So I don't want you to, that's the thing about the mind. Don't let the mind tell you what it's telling you. Let yourself find out from the experience. You don't know. You don't know for sure. That's true. It's true, right? (laughs) It's really true. Yeah. The mind is very powerful. And what we are learning here on earth is that humans misuse their brain all day long. And and we use it against ourselves. And we penalize ourselves by thinking negative thoughts about all kinds of things when we're really co-creative beings. But one of the reasons why we came here to earth was to manifest and to create. And so we have to learn to harness our thoughts and not let them take us off on a dirt road of scary craziness and so enjoy the interview have fun be creative with it practice that question that we talked about so you can dream and manifest what you really want okay okay thanks for calling that was fun 
All right. Thank you, everyone. Have a beautiful day. I will be at East West Bookshop in the first week of December. I think it's December 2nd and 3rd. It's a Friday and Saturday. Unlooping the Mind on Friday, which we've been talking about a lot on the show. If you want to enjoy some techniques and with me in person, go to East West Bookshop and sign up for that class. Or Let's Manifest, which is on Saturday. It's a five-hour course or six. I can't remember. I'm super fun. I can't wait to see you all. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you.